Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Alan Blumenfeld, and he played Larry in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. And no, this is not an April Fool's joke. Hey, uh, um, Alan, how you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. I got both vaccines, so I'm feeling less frightened. Awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Not a problem. First question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, I started acting when I was seven years old. I went to a, day, uh, a sleepaway camp okay. in, uh, uh, in uh, upstate-ish New York, mid-upstate mid mm -hmm. New York, Catskills. And they, every, every group, the juniors, inters, plebes, and seniors each did a play every year. And I did a play called The King Sneezes awesome. when I was uh, seven, eight, something like that. And I loved it. And then when I went home, I, I did more theater in school. Uh, awesome. We had a very active high school. By high school, we had a very active, uh, uh, the, this, the woman who ran the uh, chorus, mm -hmm. she, had a, a, she would do various different chorus things and she would do a musical every year. And, and uh, I did three, uh, leading roles and I was hooked line and sinker. <laughs> awesome. So 14, 15, 16, you know, by high school, I realized this is what I'm going to do for my, for my life. Awesome. That sounds awesome. So very lucky. Definitely. And not a lot of people can make it into show business and you're one of them obviously that has, and that's a, that's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. I think, you know, the make it thing is like, can you, to me, it's always been about longevity. Can right. I, can I make a living? Can I still make a living? Mm -hmm. Can I, uh, survive the pandemic and make yep. a living on the other side of that we'll see <laughs> sounds great so about friday the 13th part six what was your audition like oh wow tom mclaughlin one of the sweetest he's just such a nice man yes. he ran the los angeles mind troupe i, mm -hmm. I don't know if you talked about that when yes you interviewed him. i interviewed uh, him yeah i thought he was uh you know, you read the script. It's a it's a horror film. I I, I like horror movies. I have you know mm -hmm. I think it's fun. Uh, and, and the audition, he was so kind, so gentle, mm -hmm. so easy. Uh, God, I haven't seen him in in forever. Uh, and and uh, the audition was fun, light, uh, comfortable, and and really. Uh, from what I remember, uh, a, a joy, a blast, a joy. Right, right. And yeah, me and Tom became really good friends, actually. Um, I interviewed him and then we became pretty decent friends. And uh, we talk every now and again. And uh, we're obviously on each other's Facebook. And he, he set me up with a couple of actors from part six that, you know, obviously like you, you send them a message and your friends on Facebook, but they don't know how legit you are because they don't really know you. So I, obviously I do, I do what anybody would do if they want to get somebody on their show, if they can't, you know, get a response back. And hey, Tom, do you mind uh, reaching out and do me a favor, buddy? And he's like, absolutely. And then he's, he reached out to a couple of people and he's like, you know what? You're set. He goes, go message them now. They'll respond. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. to know that. If you, Next time you speak to him, uh, send him my dear regards and I'm going to friend him on Facebook. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> so next question I got for you is uh, your death scene. It was obviously an original one, to say the least. A triple decapitation. I mean, we've seen decapitations, but not a triple decapitation until this movie. So how was that scene filmed and prepped? Well, that's really an amazing question. So, so um, 
I found out a lot about uh, how uh, censorship boards are put together, mm -hmm. about what is allowed, what isn't allowed, and about how these gags work. So the first thing about the, that's what, uh, what you call the, these kinds of stunts, they call them mm -hmm. the gag. So the first thing was they made uh, plaster molds of our heads. Mm -hmm. So we went to a studio in North Hollywood and they smear uh, um, uh, plaster of Paris on your head and give you two straws <laughs> for your nose to breathe. And uh, then from that, they, and I'm not terribly claustrophobic. It was not the most pleasant experience and they knock on the things, let you know they're almost done. Uh, <laughs> So that was the first thing. And then they, they mm -hmm. take it out and they paint it and they uh, sculpt it and they put hair in and the, the eyes, which are either glass or something like that. I mean, it was such a spectacular reproduction <laughs> of, the, of my head. Uh, so several things. Frank Mancuso Jr., right, was the yep. head of Paramount at the time. Yes. Uh, he likes to, he liked, I don't know, uh, the rumor was he liked to collect all of these uh, paraphernalia from all the movies. <laughs> and apparently he had a storage unit where he kept them. Because I wanted to, to my head, I wanted that after it was over, because I thought I'd serve it to my mother on a platter, you know, <laughs> of the joke. Uh, I didn't get to get the head, so uh. too bad. Um, so what they did was we were in the, uh, so for the, the shoot, the set, the, the shoot itself for that moment. Uh, we were there, they, we, the actors were standing there. They, they then made uh, bodies of us out of, I guess, paper mache, because they couldn't mm -hmm. be too heavy. So basically we were there and then they would film us mm -hmm. and then he would lift up the machete and they'd mm -hmm. cut and then they put the paper mache bodies in and the head loosely attached on a wire <laughs> with uh, something attached to the top. And when mm -hmm. the machete went through, the head would, the body would drop and the head would swing and then fall. Nice. So that was fabulous. Then what I found out was in order to, to uh, pass muster with the uh, um, censorship board, is that what it's mm -hmm. called? Yeah, the uh, MPAA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not really censorship. It's uh, it's censorship. It's, you know, what yeah. they really <laughs> will not allow to see. So they can, they can show the machete going up. Mm -hmm. They can show the machete going past, but they cannot show the machete making contact with the neck. Mm. However, they would shoot scenes where they would breach that etiquette mm -hmm. so that the censorship board would go, oh my God, you can't do that. They said, okay, well, here's the alternative. And they go, okay, well, then that's fine. So right. they would purposely show something that was, they knew too much in order to get approval for all the stuff they wanted to right. quote unquote, get away with. I thought that was a kind of brilliant logistical yeah. uh, uh, jujitsu. Right. Uh, and, and I was delighted. Uh, nice. So it was so that was great fun. That that scene, nice. that whole the whole shoot was just fantastic.
Right. And I'm glad, like, I mean, I love the Friday the 13th branches and part six is one of my favorites. And, uh, and they have, uh, they have enough blood in it. Like, you know, they have the gore in it, but when you get to part seven, like there's barely any gore. The death scenes were very uh, watered down because the MPAA completely massacred that movie with, uh, with censoring a lot of the scenes out. So I'm really glad they didn't do that with part six or that could have watered down that film a lot as well. I think so. And I think, you know, that was one of the lessons that I think whoever, I don't know if they had the same production team, but what the production team came up with was let's show like, you know, eyeballs exploding. So, right. the, so the MP, uh, so that yeah. the censorship board could say, you can't do that. So, all right, well, can we do this? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? That right. in comparison, that's tame. Absolutely. So that was a brilliant. So I, Absolutely. And why is six uh, one of your favorites? Um, I just like the dark elements and the horror elements mixed with the comedic elements and the comedic elements isn't done to, um, to, uh, overshadow the horror aspect. Like they cleverly and subtly and subtly insert the, you know, the comedic elements. Like, for example, they have a lot of Gothic horror jokes in the movie. Um, if you pay attention closely, they have the Frankenstein with the Karloff garage and that. And, you know, they have, they, um, just a lot of that. Now, one thing I wish that they really would have kept in the script was, uh, Tom McLaughlin had it in the initial script was Jason's, Jason's dad being, uh, involved. And I think it was either going to end or start up with Jason's dad and Elias Voorhees was going to be involved, but they end up kicking that out. And the caretaker who Martin played by a uh, Bob, I forget his last name. I think it's Sarkin or something. He, uh-huh. uh, he, uh, was end up killed off in the, uh, in the film itself. And uh, so they nixed that whole segment. But um, one thing I really liked about another part of the comedic aspect was like, for example, the caretaker Martin was like an alcoholic. He drank a lot, stressed on the job and that. And he, you know, he's like, he looks at the bottle like, darling, you're going to be the death of me. He lifts <laughs> it up, And then there's Jason. He gets it, breaks the bottle and he kills him with the liquor bottle. And That's it was literally brilliant. the death of them. That's brilliant. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was one of the things about the script that I loved the best was this balance. The story yes. was good. The characters mm-hmm. were human and real. Yep. There was enough humor and enough gore that it right. was. The, the thing is, you know, we shot in uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. which has its issues. Uh, we can yep. talk about some other time. But <laughs> we, we were in a, uh, a cemetery mm-hmm. and we, we shot under a guy, I forgot the name. There was a make-believe name that they used for what we were shooting because the town did not- Aladdin Sane? Uh, no, something about the eagle has, the eagle survived. Oh, okay. I mean, it was really, they didn't want to offend the local community mm-hmm. right. by de- uh, desecrating this sacred oh, yeah. graveyard by doing a horror movie. It's like, you can't mm-hmm. make fun of- right someone's religion I, I can you can but right. if you're trying to ingratiate yourself with a community yeah it's just not polite absolutely um, and, and i thought that was kind of also very because it yeah. was a real graveyard it was a real place it was a real yep. town uh that kudzu that mm-hmm. grows in georgia and it, it, which is just so uh dense yep. and lush and you know uh creepy uh all of that yep. was just I thought, brilliant so that was absolutely Absolutely. And uh, I know um, one thing about um, part six, they had a lot of firsts. Like it was the, like, believe it or not, Friday the 13th is supposed to be happening at a summer camp for the most part, right? Right. Well, this is the first Friday the 13th movie that actually had children at the summer camp. Yes. 
Right. It was, it was the first and only Friday the 13th that not have nudity in it. Right. It, it's like, it has, it's the first Friday the 13th to actually have a graveyard. Right. <laughs> I mean, not a graveyard, not a graveyard, a car chase, a car chase. Oh, a car chase. Yes. There was, there was the potential for nudity in one scene. Yep. Uh, and, um, and I know that Tom was very uh, gracious and mm-hmm. uh, gentlemanly yeah. while auditioning for that scene. And the other thing about Tom that was so wonderful is, you know, we'd be on the set. It was freezing at night. It was mm-hmm. not freezing. It was very cold at night. <laughs> and uh, he's all bundled up and the actors are all ready. And Tom would, you know, he's so gracious. He would be like, is everyone okay? Would you like some tea? Are you uh-huh. uh, everyone warm enough? Do you need a jacket? Okay. So this is the scene where we're going to, chop your head off and, and the juxtaposition between his gentle approach and his human connection with the actors and what we were shooting yep. was also, I, it was a, a great pleasure to me. That's awesome. That's really cool actually. Um, so how many days were you on set filming? Oh, wow. I think it was two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, okay. three weeks, something like that. Nice. Uh, nice. And, you know, the actors, uh, Annie Ryerson, who's wonderful. I don't know if you... Interviewed I interviewed her a couple weeks ago, I think, or a month ago. She is absolutely a, a, a joy and a great yep. improviser. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, also quite an excellent tennis player as well. As nice. Uh, and uh, 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 Whitney... Uh, interviewed him about maybe a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> Whitney, he was great fun. Uh, so the three of us were on an airplane, you know, flying to right. Georgia. And we were young. I mean, this is 30 years ago, was it? At least, yeah. It was out in 1986, I think. So 33 years ago. So I was, yep. I'm 68 now. So I was 35, <laughs> 34. We were relatively young. Yeah. We were really excited. And it was like, you know, well, you know, we're, I, I chose to do this movie because it, well, it seemed to have the opportunity. And I'm like, come on, guys. We chose to do the movie because they cast us. And because it'll be a lot of fun to fly to Georgia and shoot a movie. Right, right. And to shoot a, a part of this uh, horror franchise. And then everyone was like, yeah, that's true. It'll be really cool. So, I mean, uh, I had not been a, on a set, uh, I guess, 86, did you say? I had done Tin yeah. Men either before or after where I was in uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore for five weeks. Nice. So that's the longest I've ever been on uh, location. Okay. Uh, uh, and I, I don't remember if that was before or after this one. So just being mm-hmm. on location is a great is really right. fun you're away you have nothing else to worry about other than the work you're doing where you're going to eat that night and, absolutely you know, uh and, and making friends with the set with the crew with the, right. with the cast it was it's it is like summer camp in its in its in its own way it's really, really <laughs> absolutely cool. it really is and it, it i mean it, it's it's Making a horror movie is so much fun. I'm an indie filmmaker myself, and uh, I make horror movies. And uh, I, I was told that I I act better dying than I do giving alive being alive and giving dialogue, which is actually pretty go. funny. Well, it's good to have a niche and to know what your right. niche is, and then right. exactly. Yep, exactly, exactly. I'm like at least I guess I'm good at dying. I guess thank you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> So what was the best part about filming Friday the 13th part six, Jason lives in? What was the worst? Oh gosh. You know, I don't remember there. I, I know this sounds like a bullshit, but it's not. I, I don't remember there being a worst. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being a bad, I mean, you know, it, it was cold at night. We were, you know, but I mean, 
you, you're working. Any actor, like when I show up on a set, someone says, how are you? My response right. is, I'm great. Mm -hmm. I'm working. Any actor who's going to work who says they're not in a good mood is an idiot and <laughs> or is lying. Because, you know, to have the opportunity to work is, is a great privilege and right. a joy. So I don't, I don't really remember the, any worst part. I think the, the most fun, I mean, the most fun was, was the paintball scene yeah. and, and the, and the uh, death scene. Because these were all gags that were that I'd never done before, you know. Mm -hmm. And the paintball does hurt. I mean, I will say that, you know. I, I don't know if you've ever played paintball. I haven't. No, there's a big, you know. It really, it, it's not quite like a, it's not quite like a bullet, but it does. It does have a lot of uh, velocity behind it. Um, but it was so much fun because you know, and we all, you know, I think there are scenes of us each laughing as each one of us gets hit, and yeah. the laughter is real because you know. There's mm -hmm. the reaction and then everyone else laughing and then you know you're gonna get your turn as well. Right. So that sequence and and the and setting up the uh, the head chop, nice. those were the, the highlights clearly. Nice. Uh, of the, awesome. And then seeing it, you know, when we got back to LA and I don't remember how long it was. It was a you know, it's usually a little while. Yeah. But go, go to the screening room at Paramount and seeing the the film, it, it's uh, oh my god, you know, here and you get to see everyone again and yeah. You know, uh, a friend of mine calls what we do migrant film workers. You know, you know I, I don't mean to be uh, rude to uh, the, the people who work so hard to bring us our food. Um, right. But there's, there's a thing about, you know, we come together in these groups mm -hmm. of 100 or several hundred people. Uh, yeah. or, or, uh, and, and it's very intense for a very short period of time. And then you go away. And you may mm -hmm. never see anyone again, or you may not see people for quite a long time. Yes. Uh, but it's very, you know, especially if you're on location, it's yeah. very intense. It's very intimate in the sense that, you know, you are mm -hmm. the family that's there together. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, but the, the sequence, that whole sequence of paintball and, and head chop was clearly that's not. Awesome. Yeah. And it's funny because I like, I interviewed over at least 105 to 110 ish give or take celebrities over the course. And like, I would say 85% of them, maybe a little bit more than that is Friday the 13th stars. Oh, and wow. uh, they all said the same thing you did about the worst. Like there's, they don't, they can't think of a worst. Like it's, that's how fun being in low budget horror movies really is that you can think of a worst. Like they, a lot of them say the same thing you do. Like maybe it's cold or whatever. Like, and they're just, and that's just they even say that's just nitpick and because they can't really come up with an actual worst. And a lot of it, you know, comes from the top down. You know, it's like mm -hmm. Tom and who, I don't know who, I don't even remember who the producers were. Um, mm -hmm. Not out of I don't any, remember them off the top of my head neither. I, yeah, I, and yeah. not out of any disrespect because yeah. the whole uh, team, that whole management team and beginning with Tom and, and going on were so mm -hmm. uh, uh, attentive and aware mm -hmm. of everyone's comfort. And, you yeah. know, when you're doing something low budget or lower budget, You've got to be more organized. You've got to be mm -hmm. more attentive because you're trying to accomplish a lot in a short period of time Absolutely. with not a lot of resources. So you, you're really requiring everyone yep. to come, you know, come yep. with your A game, be as creative as you can, solve the yep. problems together. Uh, so, so I think because of that, because of the people at the top, yep. it, it's, it sifts down.
Absolutely. And I think that's why part six is one of my favorites and one of a lot of people's favorites is because it was done brilliantly and it was done by Tom McLaughlin who wrote it and directed it and knew exactly what he wanted and exactly what, how he wanted it done. And he made it happen because, and he's a brilliant director and a brilliant writer. And I mean, that's that it obviously shows in the work because every day that goes on that you have to film extra is obviously money being lost. Correct. And he, he made sure that he didn't, you wouldn't go over that budget because you're given that budget. And it's like, you can't go over this. Like you have to be in this budget. Like, you know, I did another low budget film, much lower budget called uh-huh. uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Which I don't think ever, uh, I don't know if it was released, but uh, anyway, uh, it was mm-hmm. it was not as well organized. Right. Let's just say. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, it was years ago, but uh, the, uh, powers that be got to the point where you know it was just taking too long and costing too much money and they came in and said okay we're only going to give you two cans of film and that's all you have for the day hmm. and i remember thinking dude we're making a movie we need the film you know do away with lunch but don't do away with the actual film but i right. mean this isn't a, you know you, you have to be organized. You have to be Absolutely. more organized than, than, than a mid-budget movie. So. Right. Like our, fir- our first feature film was super low budget. Like we didn't even have a budget. It was all out of my paychecks every two weeks. That's where everything Our came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, so uh, thankful we did have a casting call and everything. We all became like real close family. We still talk to this day. They're involved with other projects coming up and everything like that. And we even made a Friday the 13th fan film together um, in between this one, between that film and another film where that's almost done pre-production. And we're, uh, we're, um, it, we became that close that it was like, we're like, okay, so we're going to uh, get pizza uh, for everybody. And everybody's like, well, we're going to chip in because it's, we're all going to consume it. So it's like having that as a family, like where th- they're going to chip in with the pizza for, you know, for pizza for everybody is actually really cool. That's how, I mean, low budget and we were going to buy the pizza and everybody decided to, you know, chip in for it. That's amazing. Well, that's the kind of camaraderie and yep. fellowship and community yep. that you hope for. Yes. And as you know, it's, it's rare, but when it happens, that's a bit of magic, you know, that's a bit of, I mean, that's look, let's face it. It's great to get paid. I love, I've raised my family. I've got two grown kids. I have a house, blah, blah, blah. But we're, we're in this for the joy of the community. Absolutely. And that's another thing we didn't even, we say stated first up before the casting call went out, we're not paying any of our actors. We'll provide lunch, which they all volunteered, but we're not paying anybody because I, uh, it's coming out of my paychecks and I have my own bills to pay to live and my own food to buy for myself. Like, you know, so, and I, I, it was like straight up, this is, we're not paying any of our stars right now because we don't have the money for it. Um, but they, they still, we had a nice turnout for casting and we yeah. had a, we, we had about 43 people involved and everything was all casted with cast and crew, which was really nice for a small where, budget. Where are you, where are you based? Where do you live? Um, so our, my, my film company is called Gravestone Films and we're based in Ashland, Pennsylvania. Um, but oh, wow. I live in uh, Maryland, in Woodlawn, Maryland, about 17 minutes from Baltimore City. Um, so I, uh, I end up, um, like when I was, I work full time for the U S coast guard. So at the time right now I work uh, from home because of the pandemic, but before that, when we were filming, I was still at the office. So I would work and I, I work, um, from, uh, 6am until 3pm, uh, Monday through Thursday. And then 
uh, 6 a.m. until uh, 12 noon on Fridays because I usually go home because my dad's battling stage four brain cancer. So I go home and help my mom take care of him on weekends. So um, when we were filming, I would literally work, um, you know, 40 hours a week. And then after my six hour shift on a Friday, I would drive three hours back to Pennsylvania. I would have all of my film stuff that's at my apartment so I could charge it up and everything, make sure everything is charged in, at my parents' place and ready to go. So we're not wasting any extra time. And then I would, I would rest pretty much on Friday while that's charging because I have a, what, a 14 to 16 hour day on Saturday. I have about an eight hour day on Sunday. And then I have a three hour drive back on Sunday and then another 40 hour work week coming up. Oh man. And I did that for three months. Yeah. But you know what? It, that's it the joy. Fun. But yeah. that's the joy, right? Cause yeah, then you was... get, you're doing what you love and, Absolutely. and it, it's a great story. Yeah. And it, it and it fuels that passion, you know. Yes. That's that's the joy. Absolutely, man. and it was it was it was worth it. And I mean, we have another film coming up called Seventy Two. Can't get much into it, um, but uh, all I can say is that it's gonna it's like a kind of like a suspense type of horror. And I'm really looking forward to doing that as well. And I will do the same thing for that that I did for Samhain. I will be more than happy to uh, you know do the drive and do the work and everything. But now that I work from home, and maybe if we're still working from home and we start filming, I might be able to uh, work from my parents' place so I don't have to do the three hour drives on weekends. Um, that would that would save a little bit of brain cells and a exactly little of, a little bit of exhaustion exactly. absolutely but it, it was it was fun it was worth it um so did you watch any of the friday the 13th films prior to filming the one you were in uh you know uh i uh i i get scared when i watch horror movies <laughs> uh so no okay uh, i've seen them since i've seen pieces that of was them. my next question <laughs> i've seen parts of them uh, i was in a movie called the ring Nice. Uh, which is a horror movie. Yep. Uh, and when we went to the screening of it, I freaked out <laughs> so much. My wife was laughing at me. She said, you're yep. in this. Why are you? I said, man, first of all, I'd never seen it. I read it. But uh, it was a high budget movie, Naomi Watson. Yeah. Anyway, but it was, uh, I mean, the special effects were, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, do you remember the movie? This yep, little- I do. Yep. Creepy kid comes up out of the well. Yep. I lost it, man. I was under my yep. seat. So the answer, the short answer is no. I didn't see any of them. But I've seen them since. And I've seen Friday the 13th Part 6 twice. Nice. So I have seen that. But it's been a while. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, like we, we both obviously made horror movies. And it's one thing filming a horror movie. It's Correct. another thing seeing the same one you were in because first of all, you're not, you don't know how everything was filmed um, in scenes that you weren't on set for. Correct. Secondly, you, you aren't there for post-production. So you don't know what music is at it, what jump scares well, and sound effects and the are music, at it. The music, yeah. as you well know, makes a huge difference. It does. And I remember being at a screening of some movie before the music and sound was added. Mm-hmm. And the audience was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you realize, oh my God, the the emotional effect of having that underscore is fantastically, and it's often obviously, uh, you know, uh, under underappreciated uh, absolutely and that that's one one mistake we made with sound is we put in the sound effects and everything but we didn't have that music to it and it was our first movie so we obviously made a lot of mistakes and it wasn't the greatest movie out there but we learned from it and our fan film for friday the 13th was that much better but you learn from those mistakes and that that's something that we learned and i mean obviously all filmmakers make those type of mistakes early oh, on in, in oh, filmmaking that's how you learn 
Absolutely. It really is. Um, so what was the environment like on set of Friday the 13th part six? How was the atmosphere when filming? Uh, really collegial, really fun. Uh, everyone, uh, as far as I remember, there were no disagreements. There was no grumpy Gus. There was no like, you know, pain in the ass. There was no one who was like, oh God, avoid that person. Everyone was in pretty good spirits. And uh, I, as far as I remember, uh, everyone got along extremely well. And again, it comes from the top. Tom set a tone, which, you know, everyone followed, which was, mm -hmm. you know, we're here, we're in this together. Let's, let's, let's make the best Right. use of our time and let's make the best product possible right. did, you, did you interview Vinny Gustafaro and uh no I interviewed his wife Cindy Kenya um yeah. Vinny's been pretty busy lately I know he was just in Never Hike in, uh in the snow that fan film so oh. uh, and he had a couple of interviews and that coming up but uh I am I wasn't talked with him and I'm still kind of in talks with him he's been he's been a little busy so Cindy I've been in talks with Cindy and she's on my Facebook and she uh said that she's trying to get him to get back to me but he just can't make the time yet well Cindy and I uh have gotten to be very good friends and, nice. and Cindy and I are friends nice. uh, Cindy and I work at a theater together up in Topanga Canyon Theatrical Botanica yes. the Will Gears Theater so she and I have gotten to be really close friends over the last 25 years Awesome. Uh, and Vinny, uh, we're friends, but uh, we don't spend as much time together. Uh, right. But it had that feeling. It had the feeling of, uh, I don't want to say camp, because summer camp makes it sound too uh, uh, juvenile or too uh, foolish. It wasn't at all. It was more like, uh, uh, and it wasn't like a party because it wasn't right. pure goofing off. But it was really, it was collegial. It was mm -hmm. cooperative. It was, uh, yeah, you know, it was everyone focused. There was a lot Absolutely. of focus. It was really good. Absolutely. Um, so we already spoke a bit about Tom McLaughlin, but, and I heard amazing things from him, obviously, even from you in this interview. Um, so did he give you free reign to make the character work in the film or how, oh, how yeah. did that work? Totally. So I mean, he knew very much what he wanted each scene to be about. He, mm -hmm. knew, he knew very much where he was putting the camera and how it was going to look. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, the key was the, among the three of us, because we were like a little team, you know, mm -hmm. we had to become, we had to create our relationship and our, our uh, unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hung out together off set a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, it was uh, Whitney and Matthew also, right? Matthew, uh, God. Can't think of the last name. Is it Faison? Yes, I believe okay. so. Matthew Faison. Yep. Uh, so there were four of us. Uh, and we hung out together. We'd go out to dinner. We'd hang out. Mm -hmm. We, you know, uh, that really helps mm -hmm. create the uh, relationship and, the, and yep. the camaraderie and the, uh, the, the unit of, of, of mm -hmm. moving together. And right. Tom really left a lot of that up to us and the business and how we would, you know, he just, he knew what he wanted. He, there were certain things he knew he wanted, where we had to stop, where we had to move. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was really, uh, and Annie Ryerson, who's a spectacular improviser and a really mm -hmm. talented, uh, among, the, among all of us, the most talented improviser. She really uh, uh, helped, you know, shape and, and move us right. through. So it was, it was terrific. It was terrific to have that opportunity.
Absolutely. And it really is. And uh, like she, she even mentioned about your scene about how, you know, obviously she's the woman and she's the one that's the last woman standing and she ended up shooting both you and uh, Matthew Faison's character. And, uh, and then you had to wear the headbands that said dead on it. And then right, exactly. two seconds later, you're, you're all three of you are dead. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is pretty, pretty ironic, you know, <laughs> but it was fun. It was very fun. Very fun. So the last question I got for you, um, do you have any projects, social media accounts or websites that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? Oh my goodness. Well, www.allenblumenfeld.com has all of my shamelessly self-promoting materials and videos and uh, reels. Um, You know, the last two things I shot before the world went into pandemic uh, was um, Space Force for Netflix with Steve Carell uh, and a half hour show for CBS uh, called Carol's Second Chance uh, with uh, Patricia Heaton. Uh, other than that, uh, it's been pretty slow. Uh, things are picking up now. There's more auditioning. Um, my wife and I have a, have a company, a business that we've run for 44 years called actofcommunication.com. We, were, we teach trial lawyers and we prepare witnesses for depositions and trials nice. using acting skills for communication. Um, other than that, you know, uh, I don't tweet uh, and I don't Instagram and I don't Pinterest, uh, but uh, I, I do, uh, and I don't LinkedIn, uh, but, I, uh, but I, I do Facebook. Because okay. I'm old, and I guess that's what old people do is Facebook. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, yep, that's that's awesome. Um, and also for anybody after this interview is over and anything that you know you're up to, they can obviously check out your IMDb page and be updated on any projects that are updated on there that you have coming out as well. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and, and uh, thanks for the opportunity of, of talking to you. No problem. Thank you so much. And before I let you go, I just want to let everybody know, if you're watching this video on YouTube, please give me a subscription, subscribe to my channel, comment, like the video if you liked the interview and liked what you saw. Um, If you're listening on all of the various podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Openbox, CastBox, Anchor, Verbal, Breaker, Listen Notes, and all the other 25 plus podcasting platforms I'm on. Give me a rate, review, comment, like, whatever you can do on there as well. I thank you again, Ellen, for joining me. It's been an honor and it's been so much fun. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Please stay safe. You too, man. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you. You too. Bye.